with Radio On The Go News. Brian Fancher reporting. The Iowa Utilities Board has issued an order that establishes a procedural schedule regarding the application for a hazardous liquid pipeline permit filed by Summit Carbon Solutions to construct, operate, and maintain around 687 miles of pipeline across parts of the state. The procedural schedule to this order schedules filing dates for pre-file testimony and intervention and sets October 2023 to January 2024 as the time frame for the public hearing. The IUB's order also set a technical conference for 10 a.m. on March 15th in the IUB's hearing room to discuss logistics for the hearing and how parties and those who have filed for intervention can better understand the procedural schedule and how the remainder of the docket will progress. Specific dates for the hearing will be determined at the technical conference. Governor Kim Reynolds says she'll have a conversation with House Republicans who have proposed regulatory changes for the proposed pipelines for capturing carbon from ethanol plants. I'm sure there's areas where we can tweak and make it better, but we just need to make sure that we're having an open and honest conversation about what the consequences could be moving forward. 22 House Republicans, including the House Speaker, have introduced a bill with nine different proposals that would impact when, where, or even if the pipelines are built. The bill's lead sponsor says he's standing up for landowners along the proposed pipeline routes. Reynolds says the current state law spells out how pipeline companies could be granted eminent domain authority to seize property from landowners who don't sign voluntary easements for the pipeline. When, you know, eminent domain has to be used, it should be used as a last resort. We should make sure that they're fairly compensated. And Reynolds says as governor, she needs to make sure the state supports adding value to Iowa agricultural products like corn that's turned into ethanol. So when 55% of our farmers' corn goes to ethanol and buy and renewable fuels, I need to make sure that that's part of the conversation that we're having. Reynolds indicated her comments should not be interpreted as favoring or opposing the House GOP bill on pipelines. I have to be very careful because if I weigh in on anything that's not a bill of mine, then that kind of gives you all a pass to ask my opinion on everything that gets filed in this building. And we're coming up on our first funnel and we'll see a lot of those well-intended um, ideas that won't make it through the funnel. So I have to not engage, you know, too much in the process because that's what it's for. And so unless it's a bill that I've filed and then I definitely will engage. So we'll watch and see what happens and we'll have a good conversation about that. Friday, March 3rd is the date of the so-called funnel deadline Reynolds mentioned. Bills that deal with taxes or spending are eligible for consideration at any time, but policy bills like the pipeline bill have to be approved by a House or Senate committee or they're no longer eligible for debate. Today, the Wright County Board of Supervisors will consider joining in Iowa's participation on several settlements involving opioids and will consider the establishment of a five-ton road embargo. The Wright County Board of Supervisors meet today at 9 a.m. at the courthouse in Clarion. Today, the Hampton City Council will hold a special meeting and will hold a public hearing on the city's proposed maximum property tax levy for fiscal year 2024. Following the special meeting, the Hampton Council will hold a workshop meeting. We'll discuss a request to vacate the city right-of-way adjacent to the 200 block of 3rd Street Northwest. The Hampton City Council special meeting today at 6 p.m. at the council chambers. Today, the 
Clarion Goldfield Dow School Board will present the district's initial bargaining proposal to the CGD Education Association. The association presented its initial bargaining proposal on February the 10th. The Clarion Goldfield Dow School Board meets today at noon, 12 p.m. at the district office in Clarion. Today, the Alden School Board will be asked to set the date and time for a public hearing. Concerning the next fiscal year budget, we'll discuss programming and staffing for the 2023-24 school year. The Alden School Board meets today at 6.30 p.m. Well, this week is National FFA Week. A holiday was initiated by the National Future Farmers of America organization, the Youth Leadership Development Organization, with more than 760,000 student members and 8,700 local FFA chapters in all 50 states and Puerto Rico with a mission to prepare future generations for the challenges of feeding the growing population of the U.S. National FFA Week was specifically initiated to fall on George Washington's birth week to highlight his legacy as a leader and a foremost farmer. In Iowa, there are 260 local chapters with more than 18,600 student members. Now, today's guest on the Radio On The Go Newsmaker program is Hampton Dumont Cal, Tall Corn Chapter of the FFA Advisor, Kyle O'Brien. We'll discuss the local chapter as this, of course, is National FFA Week. The Radio On The Go Newsmaker program Here's weekdays during the noon hour on KLMJ following the news, weather, and obituaries with archive programs available under the News tab at RadioOnTheGo.com. Also, a large winter storm with prolonged wintry precipitation will occur over the region tomorrow through Thursday. The first round will be mainly snow over far north Iowa with light accumulations possible. Otherwise, with this first round, much of Iowa will not see any wintry precipitation. The second round of wintry precipitation Wednesday into Thursday will be more widespread and be the more impactful portion of this winter storm for the state of Iowa. A winter storm watch has already been issued for Hancock and Cerro Gordo counties in the broadcast area and additional headlines and areas covered are certainly possible in the coming days. While snow will remain the main precipitation type over north Iowa, a wintry mix with icing potentials possible between Highways 30 and 3. Farther south for areas south of Interstate 80, mainly rain is expected that may end as a bit of light snow with little, if any, accumulation. Wednesday and Thursday will also feature strong and gusty winds, which will cause areas of blowing snow over north-central Iowa. Needless to say, travel impacts are increasingly likely Wednesday and Thursday over northern and parts of central Iowa and certainly for areas of South Dakota, Minnesota, and Wisconsin as well. So again, a winter storm watch is in effect for Hancock and Cerro Gordo counties from Wednesday morning through Thursday morning. The high in the past 24 hours here at our studios, 39 and the low of 20. For Radio On The Go News, Brian Fincher reporting.